0: Hey, dear listeners, today's guest is the wonderful actress, comedian, and screenwriter Casey Wilson, who you probably know from Happy Endings, Bride Wars, Marry Me, and a zillion other things. I really love talking with her, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Before we begin, I want to read a couple of your responses to our unqualified calls. The first letter is for Emily, who was on the episode with Judy Greer. Emily has been dating a guy from her work and was concerned about their age difference of 18 years. This is from Katie, who writes, Hi, Anna. My husband and I have a 19-year age gap, and I completely understand how Emily feels. When we met, I was 29 and he was 48. We were friends from the dog park, and I didn't know until our third date how old he really was. We both thought such an age difference would end our relationship before it had even really begun. Luckily it didn't end. All of my friends gave me the same advice that you and Judy gave Emily. Age is nothing but a number. If you are happy and enjoy each other's company, it won't matter. My friends were right. Most of the time I forget how much older he is and other people stopped caring, assuming they ever did care. But Emily, don't have those one-sided conversations in your head. Talk to him. Tell him your concerns. Honest communication is one of the most important things in any relationship. Wishing you the best, Katie. We also received another letter for Dee who was on the episode with Ed Droste. Dee was recently married and is finding it difficult living on a military base with her enlisted husband. This is from Dylan who writes, Hey Anna, I too was a dependent in a military family and I wanted to share this experience with Dee. When I was 11 in 2004 my mom married a guy in the British Army and we moved away to Cyprus. Cyprus was great. We considered ourselves lucky as most positions were reserved for residents of Cyprus. Unfortunately, after three years we were moved again, this time to an army base in southern England. It was an awful place, and my mother became deeply depressed. Of course, that affected all of us. Even from a young age, I could see the disparity between how a man was treated on the army base compared to how a woman was treated. I also think that there was a lot of pressure on army wives to hurry up and have a baby, as if they just need to occupy themselves with something. You would think all these women would take care of each other, but that was not the case. There seemed to be a hierarchy among the older wives and they were very unfriendly to my mom. We ended up moving several times before coming back to our homeland, Scotland, and by then the military life had really taken a toll. I would advise Dee to really think about her future and not make any decisions lightly. Having a child will, of course, change her life forever. I just got back into the podcast after a period of bad health and I'm loving it so much. I really hope you're doing well, Anna, and I'm sending you lots of love from not-so-sunny Scotland. Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Katie. And thank you, dear listeners. These stories are so helpful, so valuable to anyone living through similar experiences. I really admire your strength and vulnerability, and I love how you support one another. Please help the Unqualified community continue to grow by sending us your questions, your answers, and your stories. Just go to our website, unqualified.com. And now here she is, Casey Wilson. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Unqualified
1: with your host, Anna Ferris.
0: Tell me two things you're honest with right now.
1: Okay, I think I'm honest about motherhood. And I think I'm honest about like where my career is and like what my life is and maybe what I wanted it to be, but I'm happy with what it is. And I'm like very clear on kind of my place in the world. Does that make sense? Is it
0: boring? It it was too articulate it wasn't like <laughs> and you have to be honest enough. about that it, it just wasn't, it wasn't fucked up enough.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, so tell me, okay. So well, probably the fucked up you're, stuff you're,
1: I'm not honest about. Well, that this
0: is what I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So if you're
1: honest. Eating stuff, not honest, working mm. on it. What
0: about motherhood? Like, when you say you're honest, I find it so
1: difficult. Uh, and like, I think wait, wait, I'm what, honest about what that. What way? It's just so tiring. I'm an old mom, I feel. And I don't like to play. I find it so challenging. I feel so oh. unconfident. You know, my son seemed to like, my older son really gravitated more to my husband so i was like just thought there was something so terribly wrong that
0: is so heartbreaking though isn't it i mean you carried this child and
1: everyone's like oh he's a mama's boy and i have to just keep saying no
0: especially with your first kid that's such a vulnerable time yes it's like the bottom's falling out i'm on every medication like possible no <laughs> yeah. identity anymore yeah. like because i remember when jack was like more drawn to my dad or chris or my brother jack is jack is my son thanks Casey. for getting close to the mic you have him. I think I baffle my son frequently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was heartbreaking a little yeah. bit, like, when they have that bond, and it's like, you
1: little son of a bitch, I carried you. You motherfucker. Yeah. I know.
0: I guess if I call my son a son of a bitch, well, well I'm just putting two and two together right now, <laughs> You're Casey. just understanding
1: it all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Casey, okay, so wait, I have a, a bunch of things I want to talk to okay. you about. But I was just downstairs so we're at warner brothers just to let our listeners know and uh in my creepy dressing room that's filled with a bunch of fucking weird shit but I've seen whatever a lot
1: of dolls
0: well yeah. we'll talk about that part. okay later. but um so this week's episode and we're recording this on what is it tuesday so this week's episode we're shooting over the this is boring but point is we have six babies for one baby role right because you have to have a lot of babies in and out and have you done work with babies well i bet you've worked with babies yes
1: (laughs) have you done multi-cam no i've done like guest star roles on multi-cam okay but no baby work just single cam baby work
0: well we have this routine here where we do monday through wednesday sometimes into thursday we do run-throughs you know for the producers yeah so we don't have to get the hair and makeup or anything it's awesome it's great But the, so there's six babies and we were doing run through. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up with you is because you have kids. I'm with you. So as we're holding the babies, doing the run through, yeah. I felt like everybody was clocking my response <gasps> to reacting towards a baby. Really? Like, can she do it? <gasps> like, I'm, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, They're like, like let's that, see if she's really got what it takes is- to do
1: something she's been doing for seven years. Yeah. And did you feel like you passed people's test? The weirdest
0: thing was, no. Well, I think that it was... People's fucked up test? And then the writers got into like a, a weird baby argument which i was grateful for because normally during run-through they pick on us and it wasn't like they were picking on the baby yeah they were picking on each other's parental um Um, abilities okay they were like no no no, they turned on each other should not be in that thing no 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 the baby should be in there well when i was pregnant well when we had the baby
1: it became Mm,
0: like they turned on each other it was wonderful that's nice it that feels, feels really so
1: good. Good. It takes the heat off you and then let them tear each other down.
0: But I was also
1: resentful at the same time. It's like, insane. Yeah. Because like,
0: the baby's crying during rehearsal. Like they're pr- trying to make the baby I happy. I feel like I'm always doing in a performance
1: the- of mothering. And it's my least favorite quality of parents when I hear them out. And they're like, yes. And they're talking for my benefit as like a passerby. And I then I just want to cut to them in their house on their phone not paying attention to their child. It's like very performative parenting. But I engage in it quite a bit. <laughs> (laughs)
0: I was just bitching about this very same thing to Alice and Janny. She said that one time she was on set and she was acting with a baby and the (laughs) baby nurse said, oh, well,
1: you just don't have the touch.
0: And that is something that I think that all
1: fucking women can relate to. So fucking dark. I had a a baby nurse. I know not everyone can relate to that and I know it's not great. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: A woman that
1: I was breastfeeding, and I was crying and fighting with my husband, as you do, while you're breastfeeding. And she came in the room, and she's like, I just have to stop you. And I thought she was trying to stop us from fighting and like screaming at each other while I was crying. She goes, I have to stop you. All the energy of your crying and fighting, you're transferring right to your baby, and I've been seeing you do that a lot. I was like, What? Just when people say shit like this, it's the most... That is so,
0: I, and you, you remember it like verbatim. Of course. Uh, because it was then so... I
1: started like really wailing, but then I like gave the baby away because I'm like, well, I don't want to contaminate him. Yeah. with my tears, but he's seen it so many times and now he's, he's okay with it. But people say things that are so shocking. Completely.
0: Okay. So... Take me back. Okay. So you're in Virginia. Yeah. So when do you get SNL and will you take me like through, you know, in like three minutes if I time you? Okay. I want like the experience from Virginia to New York.
1: Okay. Three wow. Minutes. Virginia to SNL. Yeah. Okay. In Virginia, my dad builds me a stage. I like hired and fired neighborhood kids and would take their parts and was horribly mean and I love you. And horribly mean to them. Then I went to NYU and I met June Diane Raphael. I was my best friend for, I loved been for like 20 years now. We lived together and we did a two-woman show together where we were awful and we like ran a fake production company out of our offices when we were assistants and we were just little monsters trying to get everyone we could to see our show and then we got agents for writing we thought we were going to get agents for acting this is all very relatable and we went to a bathroom and cried and I was like they think we're ugly and it's not a great <laughs> your face it's a joke you guys are fucking beautiful. Well, we were just upset because we thought we were going to be huge stars and then someone's like we'd like to represent you to write But then that turned out to be the greatest thing of our lives. Okay, so then what happened? It was wonderful. Then we wrote this movie, Bride Wars, together. And then somewhere along there, I met you. Oh, yes. And and that makes my three-minute cut. Let me tell you. That makes the three minutes then I dated everyone's sight, everyone in the comedy world, everyone with a beard trying to act younger. I dated anyone in improv. Oh my god! Girl I rock. really wish I could come up with some names to make you Ugh. confess right now. Just you know, whomever mm. was mildly, <sighs> mediocrely funny, I was having okay. sex with them. <laughs> and then I, I won't put you I, on the spot, but I really want to talk to you about this. We got some, right. you know, all right. And then I sent a tape to SNL by myself that Ruben Fleischer, this director, he like taped me in a room. And I didn't even submit it through my agent, which is because I was like, ah. I'll just send it How in. How do you
0: send a tape I just sent it to SNL. 30 Rock.
1: I just did characters and I was babysitting for this great manager, Naomi Odenkirk and her husband, Bob Odenkirk. She wasn't managing me, but I, I was like, do you want to look at my You're SNL tape? Go like ahead. The Odenkirks. Yeah, the Odenkirks. Babysitting. Okay, yeah. no, sorry, like sorry. holding a cat toy and throwing it for their cat. And then she had like Kristen Wiig and like all these big people like will you look at my audition and it was like 60 minutes long she's like it should be two it should be shorter than this story and so she's like let me help you edit it down and she did and I sent it in and then like six months later they called me and said come in for an audition. And that was the highlight of that experience. Were
0: were you anxious during that six months? No, I genuinely, genuinely genuinely forgot about it because it
1: was so far-fetched and so long. I know. I I uh, sort of forgot. Okay, so you,
0: I was trying to think about the first time we met and... Was that a party? It was fun. We did that funny thing where we stripped down yeah and we, we had grown yep. our hair out really we both, long but we both didn't know no. that we had done that but then
1: we thought it was funny we to tie was... our hair together yes
0: yeah. and we tied it together Everyone's with one of those like so sewing kits that <laughs> yes oh gosh who was it? like ryan got it
1: from like a hotel <laughs> like oh my and god emily had it too i knew how to tie a little well friendly. i was a girl scout till senior year in no. high school and i didn't well. mention that in my run from See, virginia that's why
0: you always have to have a backup plan
1: Okay, now, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, we
0: talked about the baby shit, um, which, uh, I love those little babies, but man, I I felt like I was being analyzed from a woman, like... Maternal standpoint. Like, yeah, like, I'm just like, oh, I don't know, there's like eight baby handlers around, and I'm like... (laughs) Baby handlers. Like a hand sanitizer, like, I'm trying to be good. Yeah. And... Anyway, it felt like my sense of like whatever maternal instinct was totally being tested today and I resented it. I resent it too. No one's
1: testing a man's maternal and in- paternal instinct rather. If a man like walks by a baby, it's like, oh, look at him. He's such a great dad. Totally. But don't you think as your kids get older, yeah. though, it's easier?
0: So, so much easier. You just be like. Get the fuck out Go the do door. Oh, do
1: something. It's so much easier. That's I'm what actually you say. really starting to enjoy it. I got that from you, actually.
0: Really? Yeah. I think last time we talked, you were like, oh, no, all you have to say to your son is get the fuck out the door. I know. And I've always said that <laughs> get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Did you breastfeed for a while? Yeah, for 3 months. But I was so I was sobbing all the time too. because Jack was premature, so he was like fed through a yeah. tube. This is the comedy portion of it. This is one. Yeah, people are
1: going to love this one. Go ahead.
0: But I just pumped <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. Did you pump all? Which it is long? hell. Yes, it's hell. But that's when you learn to love reality television, which
1: I know oh, that you love. God. I mean, I I learned way before that, but I love it so much. <laughs> so much. What's your favorite? Have you seen Love is Blind yet? No. no. On Netflix? No please get at it it? it's the greatest show of all time can you just give me a summation overview it's like Bachelor on Speed people get in a room and I don't even like Bachelor and there's a wall between them so they can't see each other they're all hot that's important to know and they just talk between the wall like they're in like a log cabin or they're in a nice place with wine no they're just like in a nice place but they're on a date but they can't see each other and they start confessing everything to each other they fall in love with each other then they lift the wall then they go to Mexico then they sleep together then they they realize other people the other people they've been dating through the wall are There. What? Then they go visit each other's families, and this no. all happens in ten days, and then no. they get engaged. But what kind of things do they say to each other? Such embarrassing like, g- g- things. G- g- give me like a. Okay,
0: okay as my sister-in-law, well, the, wall the walls down. Okay, the walls down. So okay, you. If you, yeah, if you no are you ever a dude understood. or am I a dude?
1: I'm gonna be the girl.
0: Okay, wait. Do they dive? Like,
1: go deep dive and immediately. Yes, yes. They're like, I've never met anyone like this. Someone's playing guitar like, for what's someone like, else. Like, like you're you ex- get me. How do you I feel needed. about
0: like mortality? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's a you know, okay, this is a younger sorry, crew. sorry,
0: I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Okay. No one has understood me. Like, wait, you are you a girl me. or a boy? I'm a girl.
0: What it's, kind of question would I ask you? You'd be okay. like Do you have a name yet?
1: Yes, we know each other's names. That's all we know. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you names. want to be Casey or do you want to be a different name? I'll be Casey. Okay. Or no, you know what?
0: Okay, I'm going to be Chad. Okay, <laughs> okay, and I'm Monica. Okay, a, a, a really young person's name. Okay, I want to go with Monica. Do they do that? Do they do like, that? You're already there. Right.
1: Now, full disclosure, I've only seen one episode, but I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <What>? I'm hooked. <laughs> okay.
0: Hey, Monica, here's what I want to know about you. What's up? What has been like the greatest? <laughs> you're funny. You're funny. You just make me laugh. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. But like seriously, what has been the greatest accomplishment or the most devastating thing that's happened? To you? Oh my
1: God. Well, like three days ago I got broken up with, but uh, I'm so open to love now. Yeah. It's crazy because I that's went cool. on a journey like I had to get over it and now here I am and I'm feeling good.
0: Uh, you sound like you're really brave. Oh
1: God! God, Thank you so much for saying that you're brave. Honestly, for saying that I'm brave, I don't know. No, you do know. You are brave. We haven't, Chad. If I know anything, it's you, and that you're brave.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, but wait. So what's been like the biggest? I'm sorry. Like accomplishment. Like I gotta know where you're at in life. I don't have
1: any as of yet.
0: That's cool because that means you have like goals that are yet to be accomplished. Mm.
1: Goals are forthcoming. Forthcoming. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, but so, like, what do you want to do? Like, here's what I want to
1: do. I'm going to hit you with something and you just tell me what you think, okay? Okay, Because I've never, like, done my music for anyone. I
0: love how honest you are. You're honest. And
1: I went went to the store. That's cool. And I went there Tuesday. That's cool. Well, that's and that's all cool. I have.
0: God damn. You've been like Oh words. my God. I'm God crying because it like feels so good to God. just show that side of myself. You know everyone. what's cool is because when you just talked about the journey that you went on with your breakup. Yeah. And then you like morphed it into like a mundane journey, which is fucking cool because it's like, that's like an allegory. Like how you are relating a breakup.
1: Immediately. So like, I just like put it into my art and i had written that a long time ago but the thing is it felt like it was appropriate cuz it's the only thing i have written
0: do you want to know what i do what do you do chad so I, I like i have a problem interrupting
1: no no please go ahead no no
0: i just didn't know if you want if you cared about me at all or anything what do
1: you do chad i'm so sorry know, no that's cool i no, just didn't I'm know if so you cared sorry, about me or if you were interested chad? in me at all no, that's I fine i want to know what I you just, do uh,
0: are we in a fight no
1: we're not in a fucking fight chad come on dude fucking like chad Dude. It's just like, just hear me out. Right. Okay, what do you do? Go.
0: Don't just tell me to fucking go. I'm not like... Shad, fucking- don't you
1: tell me what to not do, you fucker. I'm sorry. God, this is like dad stuff coming out really bad.
0: I know, babe. I know. But Okay, um, I
1: want to know about you. Do you play guitar by any chance?
0: Fuck no, no. Bass. Get out. Get out. Get the
1: fuck out. Oh, my God. This is like crazy. I knew we were supposed to. Be. This is like so crazy, okay? Because like one time my friend was like, I like bass players. I was like, I don't. She's like, one day, just look at them. They're hot. And I can't see you, but I feel like you're hot.
0: It's, it's, we're in the back,
1: you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we know how to fucking like, we just like fucking keep the pace. I'm
1: touching myself.
0: Good, good girl. Good girl. Can't wait for them to lift that wall.
1: <laughs> can't wait for them to lift that wall. Is that what they do? Yeah, they lift it. So do you like Chad? I really do. I think that's a great match. (laughs) Okay, how about this? You're better than all the improv guys I dated. I'd want you to know that sincerely. Casey, Did you do a ton of improv? You didn't need to. You're already a star. I never did.
0: Thank you. No, I just had a lot of lonely
1: times in the woods behind my parents' house. (gasps) And then that's where Chad was born. All kinds of creatures were born there. (laughs) Just alone. Outside of Seattle, far from Seattle. No, it's a tragic
0: story, but here we are now.
1: Here we are now in this room with 20 Barbie dolls (gasps) for a grown woman.
0: There's something really fucking dark about the weirdness of that realization. I've never really vocalized that, but it's all true. Okay, now I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. Oh, I like it. What was your favorite children's book?
1: Oh, uh, uh, The Hundred Dresses. I don't know that one. It's really good. It's about girls being left out. Oh. All right. What was your favorite toy as a child? Oh, Tinker Toys. (laughs) (laughs) You remember those? And I like Popples. Remember Popples? No, you. It's No, I, I'm way older than you are, Casey. No, you're I you're not. Understand. Yes, I am. No, you're not. I don't understand.
0: Tinker toys, weren't they like from the 40s? I think so. I think so. My parents were you, just they, like throwing out whatever were, the fuck they, they
1: could find, like from a thrift store. Wow. <laughs> so you really knew how to make your way in the world with that kind of ingenuity. I had no idea these questions would be so revealing about my parents' economic Tinker status. Tinker toys? <laughs> yeah. Tinker toys. You heard me. <laughs>
0: All right. All right.
1: What did you want to be
0: growing up? uh an actress so you were already like a performer at a young age I think so which is so annoying but yes are you the youngest in your family no the oldest that feels unusual really? usually the youngest I feel like are the trying performers to get the because yeah. it's like the parents have given up on you <laughs> I loved female comedians watching them
1: who oh my god I love Madeline Kahn and Catherine O'Hara everyone on SNL like Molly Shannon Cherry O'Terry. I was obsessed with Clue was a big movie for me Did you ever see Clue? Yes, I'm having deja vu. Madeline Kahn, like Eileen Brennan, Leslie Ann Warren. I was like, oh, wow, three women are in a movie and they're all so funny. You don't normally, it's like maybe one. Goldie Hawn, of course. Did you have like those comfort movies that you could watch? Yeah. I was big into Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias? Yeah. You're watching over and over and over Yeah, again? I've seen it about a million times. I'm going to tell you one that wait, I've watched wait. over and over do, that is devastating, do not cry? which is Terms of Endearment. So you're
0: drawn. Is this like the release for you? Yes. But Terms of Endearment is very funny. Yeah. What about kids movies? Sounded music like never ending story no
1: i never Willow. watched it i also never my parents never showed me like not they showed me but i never did you watch all the breakfast club all those never seen any of only them only at my friend's house Is my mom i mean little mermaid, mermaid, mermaid of course i saw yeah I like i watched a lot of jane fonda's workout video was on all the time well, at my house my mom was doing it. <laughs> okay what was your first boss like insane absolutely insane I was her assistant for years and years okay this was in Virginia in New York. York well I mean I babysat my whole life but this was like my first boss boss and she changed her name legally to make her last I'm just gonna say her last name not her first name her last name was Vermeer and she changed the spelling to make it so people would think she was related to the painter no Yep, she was saying she would throw Wait, quarters whoa, 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 at my head. No, uh, no, yes, no, she, yes didn't really- she would to get it, my attention. She tried to throw them at my shoulder to get my attention, and she thought I was such an idiot because I kept being like, "Money's falling out of my pocket," so I just keep pocketing it. She would be so upset. She'd have me come in on the treadmill, and she'd be crying about her weight, and she'd want me to hold her hand. What, what kind of office was, was this? She was funding a like very small motion picture thing that her ex husband was funding, but we never made any films, and we worked for five years. And oh no, it was five very years is a dark. long time. Yeah. She wanted me to dress up and go to Frances McDormand's house and give her the script. It was really embarrassing and horrible job. Did you do that? Yeah, I did. One of the most intimidating people in Hollywood. And just like go to her and find her? She's like, I think I know her Uh, apartment building. I'm like, this is wrong. um, Last thing is we were being (laughs) evicted. She goes, don't open the door to anyone because it could be someone serving us papers. We're just going to stay here. They can't kick us out. So if anyone knocks, we get into a freestanding wardrobe in her office and we stand there but I was coming in with my lunch one day and I saw a FedEx guy behind me and he kind of followed me in and he's like, oh, I just need you to sign this. I wasn't thinking. sign for it. He kicked us out and that was our last day and she screamed at me like, the most abusive screaming in the world and I finally the first time I go give me my fucking check you fucking bitch yes and it felt so So good good. I had not spoken like back to her one time (laughs) um okay what is your greatest fear uh, leaving my children without a mother okay Mm -hmm. you're like moving on on, just (laughs) like my chocolate chip ice cream yes okay to whom would you most like to apologize and why ah that's a fucking hard one to an old boyfriend that I treated really badly and who was just such a nice person
0: oh that's nice that's nice yeah but I think most of us have a degree of that like I was when I was growing up I was on like a c-minus social level you were oh for sure maybe d-plus but I remember being not so kind I remember being cruel if I'm being honest to a couple of kids that were like lower yeah than I was, and I really regret that.
1: There's a girl I'm thinking of now in third grade that I was really mean to. Maybe sixth grade. I've also thought I'm like, should I get in touch with her and apologize? Does that draw more I attention? Don't know. Have I don't they know. forgotten? And then it's like,
0: or and, and is it the gift that we're giving ourselves Exactly. By forget, you know, like what? what, what Who's it's, it for? It's so complicated. But I don't you know. were
1: doing that because other people weren't treating you very well. Yeah,
0: I was like the. Uh, I was like a shelter
1: dog. Oh no! This is so. And when you became uh, such a success, did those B and A and did they come out of the woodwork? No,
0: I lost touch with everybody. It felt so. I don't know. It sounds like that was good. Well, I think that like I spent you know my middle school and high school just hoping that the world was bigger. Yeah, and it helped that I was acting at a pretty young age. Yeah, I wonder if
1: as. oldest child, did you feel more of a sense of responsibility? I did. Someone was saying about sibling order, like the oldest one is coming over the hill first, like in battle, because the parents don't know what they're doing, and you're kind of, you're just the first, like, you're out there in the front line in a way, and I'm not saying like I'm a hero, but I think, you know, the oldest kind of sees the most and gets, like, the most chaotic And there's so much
0: hyperness around, like, raising the older. around
1: you. So I think I was responsible. My brother and I had very different experiences growing up. I feel like a lot of siblings, there's overlap, but also it's, like, two Different childhoods sometimes. Yes, I agree. You're the youngest? Yeah. Okay. Oh That's why I'm a little bratty. You're not bratty. Oh, go on.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? I can't okay. go on. <laughs> so, what is a trait? you most dislike in yourself oh i know i know So I know.
1: many so many no. um no no i where we dislike how bad i'll speak to myself in my head it's gotten better like dulled but like a very running monologue of like why would you do that why would you say that just whatever it is it's like very negative sometimes do you think the that way that i would was, never speak to another human ever do you think that was ever
0: exacerbated by snl
1: i think snl when i was let go like confirmed my voice of like of course you had the opportunity of a lifetime and you were only there two seasons. Of course that you were like revealed as a fraud comedically or, or whatever it was. So I think it confirmed a voice that was already there, but definitely being there for that year or two was like it, you are in your lowest mental state, like your lowest emotional self.
0: Why do you think that Relative is? Relative to the
1: world, please. Right, you right. Know. Yes. It's just a very brutal place. You're not sleeping. Comedy is so hard to do and it's just not a conducive environment for comedy. I hosted SNL
0: twice and I was so so overwhelmed. Yeah. I felt like. Okay, I'm not getting any approval. Everyone has their yeah, and not recognizing that all the writers have to focus on their shit. That they're all nervous. So uh, as like the host, you're like, oh, as the host, it's like happening to you. Yeah, like nobody's happy with anything I'm doing. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, I felt like 40 years is gone.
1: Yeah, I felt the (laughs) same. When they sent me back my stuff, (gasps) this was my analogy of it. They sent me back all my stuff, and they all the hosts a lot of times give like alcohol is like thank you so you have like a million bottles of alcohol on your shelf plus I had all these photos of like my mom and my family in a box they sent it all back they didn't put it with packing stuff so all the alcohol had exploded all the bottles had exploded over all my Uh photos and I was like this box represents my emotional state and my life and I just like took it to the trash Uh. and I was like this is me this was my experience just like All uh, your fucking things that matter to you most have just exploded.
0: Have you done a job that makes you feel... I mean, happy endings... It was such a fucking great show. Oh, thank you. And, and like, and you guys were the writing was brilliant. The casting was brilliant. Like, and you guys, like, I was exciting to watch because of the chemistry that you guys all had and the joy. Yeah. If the joy, like,
1: it was just joyful compared. And yeah, I just come off of SNL, right. I watched about every episode of the Kardashians on my couch crying in sweatpants for like four weeks. Then I went and auditioned for that and I got it. It was the most joyful experience. I met Adam Pauly, my best friend in the world, and I met my husband who created it. And I mean, it changed my life so completely that, and I don't mean to be cheesy, but truly if I hadn't been let go from SNL, I I wouldn't have my life or my kids. So I have to kind of see it that way, but I'm still driving down the street like, God damn it. Yeah. The whole experience. I felt like I always say I was wandering around a party that I had been invited to, but the host didn't introduce (laughs) me to anyone. I'm just like wandering around the background and people are like, why are you here?
0: (laughs) Okay, wait. What or who
1: is the greatest love of your life? My husband. No. We can't say that. uh, Well, you can. Okay. No. Go ahead. What were you going to put your I was going to eliminate any like uh, child or husband but i maybe okay i, I got one okay. i'm gonna say my dearest friend june diane Raphael. can we say that i love june she's yes. the best i love f- you june deep 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 um
0: okay when are or were i think are is a better way yeah. to put
1: this happiest i will say unhappy endings being in that oh. time of life yeah because yes. i was filled with relief and joy to get to have people see what you can do and get to do it after that experience. It's such a good fucking show.
0: Thank you. I think it was ahead of its time bit, I guess, because I couldn't figure out why, uh, you know, what could.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: Um, Okay, what's the closest you've come to death? Well,
1: my mom. Sorry, but I mean, look, you know, you skated over my last line about my mom, and here we are. You're right. In Virginia, they do, they tried, wanted to do... An open casket was like, please, God, no. When I walked in to see her, the woman that did her makeup came up to me and said, and I quote, can I ask you, who did your mama's eye lift? It is so beautiful. (gasps) And I was so touched and I thought my mom would be so thrilled. So, but I thought, I "I think, let's close the casket. It was a very nice compliment. So I have seen, I know I seem jaunty. I'm just don't want to bring everyone down. I really love that story. Yeah.
0: Okay. What do you consider your greatest achievement? And don't say kids. Okay. Because it feels like that's the thing we're supposed to say as moms.
1: I think I have maintained pretty much every girlfriend I've made since that is close to me since like first grade.
0: That is fucking amazing.
1: I think an achievement.
0: That is huge. And I love it that that's the first thing that came to your mind because I struggle with this a lot. I don't have a lot of friends in general and I don't have a lot of female friends. And it's really, yeah, it's difficult for me. And I think about it a lot. I don't know if it's like the sometimes I feel like there's a language that I don't understand.
1: It surprises me that you don't, but I'm really? hearing what you're yeah, saying. That's yeah, that's kind of you to say. You've like felt closer to guys.
0: No, it's
1: not even that actually. Okay.
0: It's just that I was a solitary person. Kid. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, that. I spent a lot of time.
1: But quantity of friends home. is not important.
0: But I know I, I just said it was my greatest achievement. <laughs> so when I tried to actively make yeah. friends, I didn't know the waters to navigate. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I would say awkward things like, oh, cool socks. <laughs> right. And you can't say that. No. You just can't. Not in today's world. Nope. Nope. <gasps> I'm sorry to hear that but oh that's sweet of you it's like harder to make friends later in life I I don't mean to say to make you feel although I have made some actually some good friends I think
0: that there's like some friends stay in your life right because of nostalgia yes and you have those things in common and then with any luck you can grow from the nostalgia into like you can find the commonalities that keep your friendship sometimes it's just nostalgia I think
1: yes I'm talking about
0: this like I know
1: no but I hear what you're saying which is that you I think you have made some great friends later in life yeah I have that's wonderful I take that back. You can make great friends in life. And I feel really bad I said that. I didn't mean you couldn't. I was just trying to think about it. I'm like, I find it slightly harder just because when you're growing up, it's like, oh, these are my crew or in college here. There there they go again. You have a job that
0: only lasts three or four months and you become close with people that you really like. Then they go. Okay. The last question. How would you like to be remembered?
1: (sighs) Okay. I have one word. What? Generous.
0: That's a beautiful answer. Can I steal it? Please. It's strange. I don't know that's just what popped to mind. What about you? Selfish? <laughs> no, I was going to say that the idea of our obsession with how we will be remembered probably consumes too much of our
1: lives because we won't I have I don't care. It's because like, like, who we cares? won't we won't be able to I never get legacy and all that shit. It's like I, Yeah, it's like let's ah, let's live now. Yeah. Right. Who cares what someone like it, that life is here. Yeah. Can I give a song recommendation to answer yes, this question? Yes. Okay, it's My Life by Iris DeMent. Just listen to that and that'll be my answer. Iris. No, I bet one person will listen, maybe not even Iris one. Iris DeMent? Iris DeMent. She's a kind of country, but a, not country like bad country. A great singer. D E M E N T. Iris DeMent.
0: And it's called My Life. Okay, these are deal breakers. You have to imagine you're single. Okay. All right. On the first date, mm-hmm. he asks your blood type. Okay a deal breaker? Yes, weird. Why? Just weird. What is your blood type?
1: Oh,
0: positive. Do you think it's more weird because you don't mm-hmm. know what it is? Yeah. Maybe. You would have to answer. Actually,
1: yeah, conspiracy. why would it be a deal breaker? It's just something someone's talking about. No, no you know why it's weird? Because they're asking about that blood type diet. That's why it's weird.
0: You know why I think it's weird? To me, it feels like it would be a question that somebody would cleverly ask. Right. Like, oh yeah, this is my... St- like, So yeah, I don't care about what your, what your sign is, but... Which blood type? You're right. Yeah. When you're right. You're or, right. but it could be something like if he's a doctor and you're engaged in really, you know, stimulating conversation. If he's
1: a doctor, nothing's a deal breaker.
0: <laughs> well, it could also be a nurse or somebody who just cares about your well
1: being. Right. I don't mind a girlfriend asking that. that I don't, astrological.
0: I, I'm not good with
1: With that. With just small yeah. talk. See, stuff. to me, astrological is very deep talk. What is yourself? Oh, I'm into it. What is your The worst one, Scorpio.
0: You know, I was supposed to be a Scorpio. What are you? I love it that you said that it's the worst one. Well, it's like you're just like a jealous. You have been my enemy. You have so much
1: rage. What do you think I am?
0: Oh, my God. Aries? No, No, but if
1: you were supposed to be Scorpio, you're right there. You're not a Libra. What's the other one? Virgo? Aquarius? Okay, well, at this point. If you're this into it, you should know your neighboring sign. I know. I don't. I guess I'm not that into it. Okay, it also starts with an S. Sagittarius? Yeah. Interesting. I don't really know a lot of Sagittarius. Is.
0: Oh yeah, we're secret. We like to hide See, it under the couch. Like don't mind <laughs> it seems <laughs> like
1: you don't mind talking about it. Do you don't mind talking about it you? Okay. He plays the guitar with his feet for you Disgusting. on the second date. Disgusting. Anyone who's even breaking out a guitar, no, thank you. Even just breaking out a guitar. I know. I and my husband did that, but even he was like, "This is so upsetting."
0: No, can you give me some specific reasons it.
1: why? It's just sad to like bring a woman home and be like, "I got a song I want to play for you." But then with your feet, it's like, ooh. You think that would be slightly worse? I'm not a more- feet person. No, I don't, I don't love that. I think
0: it's tricky with, like, if I was on a date, I like to be the performer. You don't need anyone strumming and away. I certainly don't need an instrument because right. I just perform. But you've dated performers and you don't mind that. I have a hard time just as a person sitting still and listening to somebody's homemade song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Which is, that's me too. Horrible. I like to talk. I like to do right. the
0: entertaining. Yeah, it's that's horrible. The attention needs to, you know, I'm right. not, I'm, I'm just get
1: right back at you. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> so I uh, you, like. Oh, I'll host a podcast. the podcast. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a foot person. I know, and it does feel like if when women like, are always
1: like, "Ooh, my husband rubbed my feet." I'm like, "What? Oh, really? Disgusting." You don't. Um, Maybe
0: I just said my husband. No, that's is not interesting because I actually, that. I'm not sure how much I love it at times. Sometimes, but sometimes So when you are getting. But sometimes if if i've been in my tube socks i wear tube socks because i'm at uh, night no 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 but just during the day so if my tube socks have come off after i've worn them all day there's like a nice like moisture on my
1: foot (laughs) what do you mean tube socks oh are you ready yeah i have to take off my boots like white athletic tube socks Like the kind why of tube socks why in god's name are you wearing a sock right up to and your left. knee that has right and left on it dry fit <laughs> non-wicking tube uh-huh. socks yes. what why
0: yeah do you have like circulation problems no, no yeah well i my feet hurt on the state i don't know okay that.
1: i didn't mean to be so also, i'm sure there's a reason that
0: i am rejecting sort of the traditional sexuality oh god
1: <laughs> No, thank you. You know, I I love it. I mean, I, I'm warming to it, and I now I'm finding yeah, it charming. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So when fault. your tube socks come off, <gasps> you can.
0: Well, I like. Listen, I like a foot rub. Uh, back on the massage, whatever. But I also get a little nervous if they're a little piquant or like a you know if there's a little moisture a little something you know. Okay.
1: Uh, he briefly dated your cousin. No. What? You don't care about that. Briefly. I, briefly. Yeah. I guess not. Because I have girlfriends, like they, we've all dated different people, and it's all fine. Who cares?
0: It's all fine. Yeah,
1: people don't get like hold grudges. Cousin is just a little weird. It's like they're seeing each other every family reunion, which I don't even have family reunions. So (laughs) you didn't know how fun this is going to be. I had no idea. Okay, he wears bowling shoes. Come on, what are you even asking now? That's wild.
0: No. Okay, but. Your 24-year-old self.
1: Oh, boy. So it's like he's like a guy in New York trying to be quirky and fun. Could you? Yeah. I mean, at that time, yeah. Pretty much anyone would find a place in my life. But it's New York. Yeah. In New York, maybe. What about you? No. You don't seem superficial.
0: Oh, that's nice. That's a nice compliment. Okay. Can you tell us about meeting your husband? (gasps)
1: Yes, I met him in the audition for Happy Endings, and then, but I was dating someone else, and we. Wait,
0: this is in LA.
1: This is in LA, and did the show for about a year, and then I had broken up with my boyfriend, and I was just like suddenly hit with like I'm so in love with him, but he was like oh I can't date the actresses, and suddenly I was like wait a minute this doesn't work out how I thought, so then it took me about eight months. I kept working on it. It was really sad actually. I had to chase him to a degree that's uncomfortable. Chris. yeah but he
0: loves you he totally he, like, he, he does totally, yeah, i think far, everyone every a, woman's always like, the just key. like a, this is like your guy's thing like he didn't want to date an actress You <laughs> didn't I want know. to date a writer but like, genuinely
1: adult. you know every woman is always like the key is finding a man that loves you more than you love him and i'm like well, we're the opposite <laughs> i think i think i'm more This is going to make people feel sorry for me. I don't mean it like this, but I'm definitely like the more into him one, I think. He says I'm insane for saying that, but I do sort of feel that.
0: You are. They say
1: how you met is the thing you always go back to, and it's like truly defines your relationship to such such a deep degree. Like whatever you felt during that initial period is going to be like lingering backdrop.
0: What? so wait so what it's was like the
1: childhood of your relationship so you know you always go back to childhood i'm trying to apply this to my own
0: life so when you guys first started dating yeah you, like, you were like head over and head how did over it, heels so how did it he go would go from, to the like,
1: bathroom i was sad that is really and sweet he'd go to the bathroom but i'd only really ever dated like friends before that like we're pals we're buddies so i'd never really actually had the experience of being like I think maybe i I was always i would was in love, but I never had had this experience. I think I thought I had
0: so what was the shift?
1: I don't know. I always went for safe like guys that would be like my best pal, like a roommate or like kind of very unintimidating people oh never ever put myself out there like that to where i'm like chasing someone who's just dating west hollywood hostesses and so then how did you guys actually start the dating process well i mean i was up to such strange stuff i can't even tell you i was a tarot card reader i made my friends do a prayer group like i was up to stuff <laughs> i was like this is the person for me i know it but it's not happening at all so finally i decided i had to really do it and start dating other people and then he was like you want to go on a date and then that was oh. it. Because <laughs> so, I really was like, no, I really do have to start dating other people. This is crazy. Like, one time I was like, I'm not going to speak to him anymore. And that's going to show him. Three agonizing months later, I ran into him at a bar. And he was like, hey, you he had no idea we weren't speaking. That is. <sighs> yeah. 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 So I was like, I got to just, I got to start dating other people. That is and like, genuinely let him go. Some people. But I didn't even have him to let him go. <laughs> <laughs> this is just embarrassing.
0: But then you guys started...
1: Yeah, we started dating, and yeah, we got engaged pretty quick. Was it difficult to work together? No, we had such a great time, such a great time. So we've done two other shows after that one together, and we have such a great time working together. I do think because he's a writer, I will say this, he's so generous in that. He really, you know, it's hard to get a part, especially a part for someone to see you in a different way. He writes me such beautiful material. I'm so fucking... You know, that's why I'm with him. I was no. <laughs> actually
0: thinking about this as well. Uh, is there a character that you would really love to play?
1: That's already been played? Not, it d- doesn't
0: have to be, uh, yes.
1: A slightly more grounded. Like I look at a career of like Laura Dern or someone like that and I'm always mincing about, you know, in my work. And I I hate when big comedians are like, I just want to do a drama. It's like, please just do what we want you to do and what we want to laugh at. And I'm not likening myself to that, but I would like to do have the opportunity to do more grounded stuff. And I've been doing it, but, you know, in the margins. Okay, you brought something
0: weird, Casey. I brought something weird. Dear listeners, Casey, something weird is really big. Christmas
1: Eve, three years ago, my father put a thing of twine under the Christmas tree, like a spool, and told my husband and I to follow this to our gift around the house. We had no fucking clue what this would be. And in my closet, my childhood closet, he had gotten this as not a joke, a six-foot portrait that he had made of himself. (laughs) Oh of himself. What? Wearing <laughs> in a fake gold leaf frame wearing oh, a mustard blazer.
0: Oh my god, this is the best something weird ever.
1: <laughs> wearing a mustard blazer. I mean What? He thought I wanted that. He thought someone would want that. I six feet tall portrait of himself. He's he's what? resting an arm on a chair. Holy shit. Yeah that's like, Paul Wilson at work uh, and I asked him I said why would you ever think I would want this he's like well when I come into your house like you know you got so many photos of your mom up I'm like she died he's like well I just wanted you to have one of me <sighs> okay Casey
0: yeah I love this Something okay weird so much okay. dear listeners you really like we we didn't do it justice well we're gonna put some photos up if your dad doesn't mind, Casey. Of
1: course, he wants this. This is what he wants. Yeah, he looks like he wants it. He wants this.
0: Okay, I really think <laughs> that you need to do, yeah. like a six-month exchange, like with, with a gallery. No, with like your friends. I but gotcha. I, think I gotcha. There should be like a ceremonial thing that happens. I know, and we pass like, it around. A, yeah, we like got a, one of those
1: gold like gallery grand lights
0: picnic where we pass around <laughs> yeah. your
1: dad. Yes. I made keychains of it. I should have brought you one for my, for my wedding because people needed it that much. I, like they yeah, wanted it with them. I can them.
0: understand.
1: Whitney can Cummings under- has it on her keychain to this day five years later because yeah. it made that much of an impact. I love this. Can we Everyone's make like, this? Everyone's like, was he joking? No. This is a man. So you'll see in the photos, but his hair is a longer hair for a father, for a businessman, longer white hair. He also got that hair permed after my mom died. He got a perm. Perm? Out of nowhere, called me and said, I'm getting a perm.
0: Um, is this one of those paintings where it sort of looks like his eyes are following you? Or yep, you it's like yeah,
1: it's like the Mona Lisa. Yeah, I mean he does look cute. He's so proud of this oh, idea. He looks
0: so handsome. Uh, well, he was very. He, handsome He's very. S- he's
1: sweet. He he looks excited. What's his name
0: again? Casey? Paul.
1: Paul Wilson.
0: Hey, dear Paul Wilson, <laughs> if you listen to your daughter's oh, publicity you'll hear it. tours, I have to tell oh, you, you're very it. handsome, and we want to pass around this. Gorgeous painting yep. all
1: around Hollywood. Gorgeous. We did an unveiling at Thanksgiving at my house, and he pulled it down because he wanted to really, you know, we're going to get a little plaque to what they have in a museum because it does deserve that. You know what we should do? Mm. We should make it a life goal to get it into Barbara
0: Streisand's house. <gasps> Our goal is Paul over the oh. fireplace.
2: Oh,
1: wow. That's a goal. It's over Babs' fireplace. In her bathroom. Honestly, anywhere in a rec room I would take would be amazing? Amazing.
0: And then if we really want to reach for the stars, we try to accomplish Cher. <sighs> I don't know. What do we if do? If we want it.
1: Share, Cher, I feel like has the right sense of humor for it, too, that she would maybe go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really something. And thank you, Michael, for carrying it up the stairs. It's actually quite light, given how much you paid for it. No, it was worth (laughs) everybody. Worth everybody. My brother got one made of himself last Christmas as a gift and found a mustard blazer and got it. It looked exactly like it. So this Christmas, I have to make one for myself. This is well done. Oh, God. I have to tell you this. So one time I, I was talking about it somewhere. I can't remember. And my dad's like, texts me the guy that did it, his phone number and his name. I'm like, dad, again. He's like, so other people could get them. I go, dad. Again, we're making fun of this. We're not gonna tell, you know, say the guy's name. We're not trying to get in business. This is something to be made fun of.
0: I don't. You don't think it's mixed, right? Okay. It's like, probably (laughs) really come right back around.
1: Okay. Okay. He looks like the the CEO of TJ Maxx, (laughs) or like a Wetzel's Pretzels owner, of uh, a a franchise. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. It's also very important with a leather chair he's leaning on.
0: I feel envious. This is
1: by (laughs) far.
0: The I'm so happy that you responded. Weird. I didn't know how no. it would go. and the effort that it took for you to get it Thank here. Thank you. Casey, My assistant had that- to put
1: that in my van, and <laughs> Michael had to carry it up here. I going to say, it felt like you really loved me. No, I did. I did want to put effort into it, and we did cover it up for a reveal. You did. It was amazing. Okay, good. This is- I'm so happy. This is incredible. I do think it's worth looking up, and I never like to take effort for anything, but if you're listening, I think it's worth a glance. It's incredible. Thank you. I love Paul. He's the best. Is, he is the is best. Is Paul dating? He's married. He's remarried to a great woman. Yeah? Who was just as disturbed by the photo as I was. Does she like the... She was alarmed by the So painting. that's why it's here in California. <laughs> yeah, well, it was given to me inexplicably. And my husband was like, what the
0: fuck? So we had to pay to ship it? it out here. Where do you keep it in Your house?
1: Great question. We used to keep it in my kids' playroom, but we've upgraded it. We have a bar in our house, like a drinking bar, and it's in there on a wall of honor.
0: I love it. Yeah. Casey, here's what we're about to do. We're okay. going to call somebody who's going to ask us for advice. Okay. And then we will we all attempt, but you're going to give great advice. We're going to do our best. All right. We're going to do our best. That's okay. all we can do. That's all we can do. That's all we can do.
2: Hello? Hi. Is this Joey? Yes. Hi.
0: Hi. It's Anna Ferris.
1: Hi, Joey, it's Casey Wilson. Hi, nice to meet you
2: guys. Will you tell us what's going on? So basically, I have been trying to move forward in future relationships, you know, dating and, you know, trying new things and talking to new people. But I find it hard to have that like really good connection with someone because I have a a couple exes that still really try to like stay in my life not to move forward with me. But they just, like, I guess, like, if I move forward, it bothers them, and they always just want to be around. And there was one who I kind of considered the one that got away. Anytime I run into him, it's just awkward, and I've tried the whole nice approach, the mean approach, the flat-out ignoring approach, and it's like, no matter what I do, he's always there, and I start to, like... Compare whoever I'm talking to currently into that relationship.
0: Okay. Well, here are my questions initially. Do you still have feelings? I, I mean, of course you do if you describe him as the one that got away, right?
2: Yeah. He'll always be my heart. In
0: my experience, I don't know if this is true for you or other people, but my in my experience with my breakups, there's always this feeling of like, I don't know if it was like youth or whatever, but of course I always wanted somebody even if I didn't care for them at all to be begging for me back Mm -hmm. I mean that's like every person's fantasy (laughs) and I've never really had that usually I had to like break up with them because they really were making it clear that they did not like me as much as I liked them (laughs) (laughs) so are you looking for a relationship though Joey do you want to be in one
2: um it's not exactly in my current goal to like try and be in a relationship but I feel like every time the opportunity does present itself I somehow run away or push that person away like kind of on purpose and I just think is that because I'm wanting that same magical experience I've had before in the new relationship or I don't know I I guess uh, the question of I don't really know what I want, but I know I don't want to stay where I'm at.
0: I think that you're tapping into something that most people go through, which is the idea of like when you fall in love and you have these intense relationships, especially in your teens and 20s, and when things don't work out you like are searching for the euphoria that happens early on when you're falling in love. And then you're searching for the solution of like why the relationship ended. So I don't know if you ended these relationships. And we're we're always trying to protect our pride, right? Like, so yeah, right. Any breakup, even if you're the one who did it, or if you're the breaker-upper or the break e or whatever, it's still, there's pride issues that you're dealing with. Like, why didn't this work? Yes. Or like... What does it say
1: about me that it didn't work? Right, or why didn't they fight harder Mm. or whatever? Or Why didn't I pick a guy that's better? Right. So wait, yeah, did you break up with him or he broke up with you?
2: He broke up with me.
1: Okay. And how long ago? Uh,
2: That's the part about it is that it's been four years since we've broken up, and he still, like, always is like there. What
0: do you mean? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? You mean, yeah, yeah. Do you he mean? Stalking? Him? Like, when you say you run into him, yeah.
2: Well, I do work in a public place, so, and he always comes there, even though there is no need to. Or if I do run into him, like, out at a bar or something, uh, you know, he always makes it a point to just kind of like trap me in the corner and talk about the past it seems like he
1: wants you to stay like into him he wants to like keep you in that time but he wants to be free to go i think maybe would it help you to draw a boundary with him and just say like hey don't come into my store like i'm trying to move on if you truly want that yeah but here's the problem yeah if i were joey
0: and Uh in my 20s i would so be excited to see my ex. I know. Come in and try to like But he's not trying to really start anything again, right? I know this is the problem though, right? Because you sh- probably shouldn't be in a relationship with this guy, but I understand that I the totally thing understand, like, but I
1: think he's trying to have his cake and eat it too where
2: it's like we're not yeah.
1: dating, but I still want to know and get my ego boost that you like me.
2: Yes. Exactly. At first I thought it was, you know, a little flattering. I was like, oh, you know, yeah, like you didn't want me then, but you want me now. How flattering. But now I'm just like, okay, like it's been so long and I just want to move on. And I don't want to have to think about you all the time.
0: Joey, I don't understand if he's the one that got away. Are you still kind of into him? And would you guys want to try anything again? If Or are you over that
2: possibility? Yeah, it's not a possibility anymore. Okay. But there was a time when I would have at that, but I grew up more, I guess you could say. But I think he's
1: still bothering you, like in your heart. Like it's it has yeah. unrest. Otherwise, you would just see him and be like, hey. But don't you think,
0: though, Casey and Joey, that anybody who's had an emotional impact on your life will always be a slight nagging thread yes. somewhere? like somewhere yeah. in your soul yes. like like there's times when you don't think about a person
1: for years or whatever like anybody who's had an
0: emotional impact in your life they'll be there you know what i mean
1: yes so to that point if he's not right. going anywhere physically and you're gonna see him i think you have to get stronger and do a little more work on your end of things and your side of the street in terms of like I'm not saying you're not in therapy or anything, but I think if you're not going to draw the boundary with him of like, hey, I'd rather not see you, I think we just have to like build up your kind of muscles of tolerance towards seeing him and not letting it affect you so that you could move on.
0: And you know what, Joey, the awful thing is, I wouldn't even know how to begin giving dating advice because I've never really dated. I just seem (laughs) to hop into long-term relationship after long. It's, you know. I'm the same. I'm sorry, Joey, you've come to two people
2: who...
1: Peace Corps, like, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm stationed here. You're like a teacher. Teach for America, <laughs> yeah. a stint. Yep.
2: yep. <laughs> I totally understand that, though. Like, Jason, that was a, You know, that is a good point. I probably am not taking enough of that accountability and should probably look a little bit more inward rather than... Blaming it on
0: him. No, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily that. I mean, Casey thinks so. Casey thinks. But that I don't
1: mean it in totally a bad guilty. way. <laughs> no, no. I mean it like for your own. <laughs> what's the word? Like your own confidence that like you can put up a boundary without saying it to him, but you'll have to actually get there emotionally.
0: Well, and also I think that we just all have to understand the idea that if we have a like any kind of sensitive heart we will always carry feelings of remembrance and nostalgia whether it's positive or negative towards our exes Mm -hmm. people that like you know so understand that joey and you guys may have grown apart and memory sharpens itself so you may be remembering things that were a little more maybe positive or passionate uh, maybe you are also remembering the negative things, mm-hmm. but I wonder, are you still, but what do you think you want?
2: With them all popping up, it's I, I realize it's not them, themselves that I miss. I just miss, like, I guess those special times that we had that were, like, you know, really great memories and... Um, Uh, Obviously, the one that got away, I I always kind of miss him. But uh, that's something you can't really get rid of. I
1: know.
2: Joey, I'm worried that you're in denial. I think you still really like this dude, probably
0: irrationally. You probably broke up for a reason. (laughs) But I wonder if it's like the memory nostalgia issue happening a little bit. And then when he comes and like pops back up in your life. It's hard to move on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the memories are so vivid. As if it was you know just yesterday
0: am I crazy to say like would you go out
2: with him again for like a, cool, a would drink he- or something? Um, no. He's in another relationship now. What? I knew it. I what? knew it. You know, then
1: why is he visiting you? That's why I said he needs I to know, put up a right. boundary. You're right. You're right. Emotionally Damn. or verbally. Ugh. I think emotionally, because it's a little crazy to say to a guy who's in a relationship, like, don't come and see me anymore. He's like, I'm not. I think just <laughs> you need to get stronger. Let him go to where he doesn't even affect you at all. Truly.
0: I think that when we are lonely and we're searching, we get do get nostalgic. Yeah. So, you know, you're thinking about some of these, your previous relationships that, you know, you felt passionately about and whatever. Like, we all do. But I think that you're looking for solutions in the past and I just don't Mm -hmm. know if if um, the answers are there yeah and also I know it fucking sucks but I don't know if we grow as humans all that well if we don't have like a solid ass ego bruising like every few years this will be a good thing (laughs) you know and and not that you Joey, your ego has necessarily been bruised but I do think in wanting to potentially be in a relationship and sort of figuring out like your feelings with these past relationships I think that you may be susceptible to you know revisiting maybe failed things and then potentially being heartbroken I think we got to look towards the future Joey
1: yes let's what do we do what do right. we do what do we do future Joey I think you sound lovely <laughs> I think you sound lovely and I'm not worried about you one bit
2: oh thank you so much it's
1: true Joey I think so too
2: you guys thank you that was I mean, eye-opening, honestly.
0: Oh, you're kind. I do want you to know, Joey, that we all fucking fall in love and we all get our heart broken. And if that doesn't happen to all of us, man, that's like a missed opportunity on like the essential human experience. That's right. So please know that you're on your journey <laughs> You're on your journey,
1: and with any luck, (laughs) there's going to be like eight more heartbreaks. (laughs) Yeah, with any luck, this will happen
2: again. I can't wait. (laughs) Joey,
1: I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you,
2: Joey. You just sound awesome. Thank you so much. This podcast is amazing. It's a really kind of a safe place to go to. So, so Joey,
0: that is the biggest compliment I could receive. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye, bye, Joey.
0: Joke? Do you have a favorite joke? Oh
1: God! I know it's the uh, worst. This is awful. The only one I can think of is not appropriate for these times. Literally, the only joke coming to my head is something my grandfather told me. <laughs> it's oh, good. not oh, good. a joke. Oh, no, I love a grandpa joke. <laughs> okay, okay. Three couples die in a car crash. They're in heaven. Saint Peter's at the gate. The first guy goes up, and Saint Peter says to the guy, "You know what? We can't let you in here. You liked alcohol so much." You married a woman named Sherry. You can't come in. This is a terrible joke. Second guy comes up and he's like, you can't come in here either. He goes, you loved money so much. You were so gluttonous for money. You named a woman named Penny. You married a woman named Penny. And then this is not right for these times. I love this. And then the last guy goes to his wife, well... Fanny, let's get on out of here. <laughs> not funny. Nobody's Ew, laughing. No, awesome. people are looking at me like when I said Tinker Toys. Uh, that's my Grandpa Red told that a lot. And it's not great. I don't even Fanny's know. Fanny's fucking awesome. No, you know, he loved.
0: But do we, in our country, <laughs> is Fanny ass? Or- yes,
1: I think Fanny's ass. But I think we can extrapolate that he loved it all. Front okay. end, the back. Oh, good. Yeah. Most men do. Most men do. <laughs> oh, Casey. Thank you. I'm so happy to have been here. I'm it's so. It's nice to do someone else's podcast than not do my, and, I and not be on your yours. side of it. You are invited anytime. It's called Bitch Session. and it's about the Real Housewives, and it's very stupid. Um, <laughs> w- w- but w- it's for highbrow f- people who love garbage things. I love that idea. Sometimes we just need to shut off. And it's a safe space to do that.
0: (laughs) Sometimes. All the time. Isn't it like 18 hours a day? Thank you so much for having me. You're a delight. Thank you so much for being here, Casey.